you came here without the gift of the Holy Ghost in your heart and in your life, the baptism of the gift of the Holy Ghost, I want you to know you came to the right place. The Spirit of the Lord is here to baptize you, to saturate you. Hallelujah. In the Florida district, there are 175 churches, preaching points, and daughter works, United Pentecostal Church International. And Friday night when we were at our uh, annual family camp, we got to the end of the message, and uh, people were coming to the altar, and there seemed to be a real sort of a pregnant pause, if I can use that terminology, as sometimes in the spirit you can feel something's getting ready to go. It's just kind of building like a wave would build as it rolls in out of the ocean. Well, it was feeling that way in the spirit. Brother Williams, who's our district superintendent, he came up uh, next to me and said, I feel like that Brother Josh Herring has a word from the Holy Ghost for this congregation tonight. And I said, I do believe he's the voice of faith for our, our district in Florida. I believe it was year before last we had a men's conference Brother Herring preached it and had over 200 men get the Holy Ghost in one service. Amen. Of course, Brother Herring's been preaching here for more than 10 years in this church. and We have been blessed and his ministry is anointed. And he does have the gift of faith. And I believe that God is using this man in a powerful way, uh, not just in Florida, not just in this church, not just in the United States. But uh, even around the world, I believe God's going to continue to open up doors. And uh, we didn't say anything to each other. Brother Williams and I, we talked. And then without Brother Herring even knowing it, he came up on the platform and asked Brother Williams and I to pray for him. And we did. And I said, Brother Williams, feels like maybe the Lord wants to speak through you. And he said, yeah, the Lord gave me a word. And I said, well, just stay here. And whenever there's an opening, go ahead and take the microphone. And Brother Williams said the same thing to him right after that and so he went to the platform and spoke a word of faith over that congregation and it was like someone had set dynamite off inside that auditorium I don't know how many of you were there Friday night but I believe that that same God is in this building this morning and I don't know what you may have come with but I got a God that's bigger that's greater that's stronger and I believe that we have the oracle of the Word of God this morning that will come and speak. And we are delighted to have evangelist Josh Herring, Sister Janae Herring, their two boys, their family. We love them very much. Would you receive them and make them feel welcome at First Pentecostal Church? God bless you in Jesus' name. Somebody lift up that voice and magnify the name of Jesus Christ this morning. Come on, someone let it a little bit louder. Let the devil hear you. Let the devil hear you magnify the name of Jesus. I know we've, I know we've got more than that. Come on. Somebody in, in turmoil, give a praise to God right now. Somebody in a trial, lift up your voice and worship the name that's above every other name. Somebody break out of the flesh and praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, I don't even feel like I'm going to, I'm not going to say anything. That was, that was cute. This is Palm Bay. That was cute. This is Palm Bay. That was cute. 
Let's give God what Palm Bay is right now. Come on. Let's give God something. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Anybody have faith right now that God's going to give you a miracle, that God's going to come through? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Someone's going to get the gift of the Holy Ghost today in this place. Someone will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and never be the same again. I heard that Haiti went absolutely amazing. Who all went to Haiti? I heard there was an outpouring, several outpourings of the Holy Ghost in that place. And it's going to get greater and greater and greater as the years go by. And I think that what happened there needs to happen here in the United States of America. Amen. And it's starting to happen. Book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. If I can get some more monitor, guys, I'd appreciate it. 2, 1 through 4, 16 through 18, 37 through 40. I am preaching to every guest in this place today. Anyone that does not have the gift of the Holy Ghost, I am preaching straight to you. I could care less who else is in this room. I'll preach to them tonight. But I am preaching to every person in this room this morning that needs the gift of the Holy Ghost to enter into heaven. Acts chapter 2, verse number 1. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Verse 16 through 18. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. Verse 37. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. I want to preach to you from the subject this morning, the last days are here. The last days are here. I give honor to pastor and bishop. I forgot to say that earlier. I love them very dearly. And I appreciate him. He's an elder in my life who I, who I value his, his advice and counsel very, very highly. And I value his prayers. And he is obviously an apostle to the world, seeing all these things happen across the world. You're very blessed in who you have as your pastor today. I hope you realize that. But I want to just talk to you for a few minutes about the last days because some things are happening. And I want you to know what's going on. I want you to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost today so you can receive what God has officially in your life planned for you. 
Would you help me pray one more time and loose the gift of faith right now? Lord Jesus Christ, I bind every demonic spirit that would hinder anybody from their miracle today. I pray against every devil, every human spirit that would stop the will of God. I thank you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ what you're about to do in this place and how the glory will fall and your spirit will get upon someone and change their life forever. In Jesus' name. Would you clap your hands to the Lord one more time? Praise God. You may be seated. 1994, a man walked into the United Nations and said, we need to go from, paraphrasing, but we need to go from basically having all these desires we want to do as the United Nations and making them laws and governing the world. And he introduced the one world economic system, the one world government, global economy. Describe the mark of the beast that you read about in your Bible in 1994 to the United Nations. We have a pastor who pastors in Detroit, Art Wilson. And Brother Wilson has a work going in the United Nations right now. Over 50 people have received the gift of the Holy Ghost inside the United Nations. And he's pastoring literally a church in Detroit and then going to New York and pastoring inside the building of the United Nations also. Just two months ago, he got to the pulpit at the end of May in a conference we were doing together. And he said that that man in 1994 introduced the one world economic system as an idea to the United Nations. And they have begun to do it the last 23 years. He said that actually now as of May, every single nation in the world's banks are connected behind the scenes except for three nations in the world. He said every single bank in, the, in, the, in all these nations have, have ties and can make the one world economy fall into place immediately. But there are three nations defying it and once they are broken these three nations once they are broken the one world economy the one world government the mark of the beast where you cannot buy or sell without the chip in the wrist or the forehead that will be put into place the three nations are North Korea Iran and Cuba those three nations as soon as they are broken he said, this is, what, this is what's going on. Those, as soon as they are broken, those three nations, the one world government will fall into place. He said, what's not being put on the news that's really going on is there's pressure on North Korea from all the nations in Iran and Cuba to give in to this one world economic system and they will not do it. They are defying the world, being crazy. You know what they're doing if you read the news at all. But what's really going on behind the scenes is there's pressure for a one world government and a one world economy. You can sleep if you want to, but let me tell you what's going on. Jesus Christ is about to come back to this planet and you need to be ready to see him when he comes back. Every knee's going to bow. I say it every time I preach it. You can be an atheist right now if you want to be, but when he splits the skies open, your knee will bow and your tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. You can be a witch right now. Your knee will bow. Your tongue will confess he's the Lord. You can be a Muslim all you want to be. Your knee will bow. Your tongue will confess that Jesus and not Allah is the Lord God Almighty. Is there anybody right now that believes that Jesus is still the king of every king. He's the Lord of all the nations. He's the creator of the planet. In him do I trust. Someone lift up your voice and praise that king right now. He tell a little Russia.
Hallelujah. You have, if you've read your Bibles, you know that the Bible says in the last days that there would be wars and rumors of wars. That's happening. That nation would rise up against nation. That is in the Greek, ethnos versus ethnos. There would be, that's ethnicity against ethnicity. There would be extreme racism in the last days. You can just look in our country right now, and you'll see that all the time. And the Bible says a kingdom would rise up against kingdom. That is country against country. That's happening right now on a daily basis on multiple scales across the world. The Bible says that there would be earthquakes in diverse places, and there are earthquakes, several earthquakes, every single day taking place right now, that there would be famines, and you can, you can just go on the news. People are starving to death all over the world. The man that preached the camp meeting last night said that 50 people were starving to death from in Liberia, where he grew up every single day in the city that he lived in. 50 people were starving to death every day. There would be famines and there would be pestilences. Every single thing is happening right now at a rapid pace. And if the church continues to slumber and continues to sleep in North America, they will miss out on what God is doing. Because across the world right now, while the world is dying and going to hell, there is a God that is reaching into every nation, baptizing them with the gift of the Holy Ghost as the last days are approaching. We need to wake up and realize that we need the fire of God in our life because the fire on the outside that's coming is he is real and intense and powerful. Yes, it is. The last days, the Bible said also that in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. You need the Holy Ghost to go to heaven. You need the Holy Spirit of God inside of you. John chapter 3, verse number 5. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Romans chapter 8, verse number 9. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ... He is none of his. In other words, if you don't have the Spirit of God inside of you, you don't belong to God. You might know the Lord, but you don't belong to him. You, you might know who he is. You might believe him. You might worship him. But if the Spirit of God is not inside of you, you do not belong to the Lord. The proof that he, you belong to him is he dwells inside of you. You are officially property of the King of kings and the Lord of lords when he's living on the inside side of you. I do not belong to myself. I was bought with a price. There was blood shed for my sin and the spirit that was poured into me is not my spirit. It's not any of your spirit. It's the spirit of the almighty God. I belong to Jesus and if you have the Holy Ghost so do you. If you don't have the Holy Ghost you need the Holy Ghost because you're not going to get to heaven without the Holy Ghost. It's not going to go very well on Judgment Day when you stand before God and say, I just didn't want it. I didn't think I needed it. It was no big deal to me. I would just rather accept you as my Savior. Let me just tell you something. Uh, this is going to be very straight, but I, you know how I am. Uh, you can act all cocky and have a bunch of strong strongholds in your mind and say, well, I, I just accept him as thy Savior. You can do that and believe it all you want to. That does not mean he's accepted you. 
Since when do we accept him? Show me that in your Bible. Accept the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior and you shall be saved. Show me that in your Bible. It does not exist. You must be born of the water and the Spirit to enter the kingdom of heaven. If you've not been baptized, that's being born of the water. You've got to come out of the water. You must be baptized and you must receive the Spirit. Anybody can stand there and live a terrible life and say, I accept the Lord as my Savior. But if you really believe in Jesus, you'll obey what Jesus said. And he said you have to have the Spirit inside of you. There's got to be evidence that you belong to him. I can, I can drive by the White House and say, I accept the White House as my house. Probably not going to work when I try to drive onto the property. I'm probably going to jail with that attitude for a while. I accept this church as mine. Right. You can say all the stuff you want. There's no evidence. You need evidence. The evidence is the Spirit of God inside of you. That's not my opinion. That's God's approval. When you have the Spirit, you know it. Now it's not just my opinion. God has said He has put His approval on you. <laughs> Amen. How do I get the Holy Ghost? Well, let's go to Acts 2.4. We read it a minute ago. Let's read it again. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost, began to speak with other tongues. That's the Spirit gave them utterance. Acts chapter 10, 45 and 46. Bible can't lie. They of the circumcision which believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles, that's me and you also, was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. Verse number 46. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnified God. Acts chapter 19, verse 5 and 6. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Verse number 6. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. The evidence that the Spirit is inside of you is you will speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. I say it everywhere, I'll say it here again, I'll say it every time I preach it here, that when God fills you with the Holy Ghost, the proof that you're full is it comes out of your mouth and you speak it in a different language. If you speak English, it will come out in a different language. It might be gibberish, but it will not be English because that's the Spirit of God, it's the heavenly language coming out of you. It will not sound like what your neighbor says or what the person three feet away from you says, but when it comes out of you, that is the evidence that he has filled you with his spirit. Well, I can, I can have the Holy Ghost and not speak with tongues. Now, to that attitude, I say, apparently you are bigger than God. Because if God pours his spirit in you, and you're big enough to keep it down on the inside, you're stronger than God. But the proof that it's really God inside of you as he said out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water this spake he of 
the Spirit. In other words, when I pour my Spirit into you, God is so big. God is so massive. When he pours his Spirit into a human being, the human is not capable of keeping it down on the inside of them. It comes out like a geyser. It erupts from their Spirit. Why? Because that's the evidence that God has filled you. You're no longer in control. God speaks out. You will never have a greater miracle in your life. I am seeing some crazy, I mean, there's been the last three months just insane miracles. I mean, crazy miracles happen. Several blind eyes open, several deaf ears open. There was, a, there was one girl a few weeks ago in Tennessee. I mean, this one I was like, I was, I was praying. And she, was, she was probably 30 and she was a, she was a simple, simple girl. And I was helping the, and she was apparently mad at me. Because I was praying for everybody but her. So she started stomping her feet. And she's like, hey! Hey! I was like, uh, we have a cray-cray over here. Uh, he said, she wants you to pray for her. She's mad at you. I said, well, this ought to go really well. This is the ingredients for a miracle right here. I, I hate the preacher. I want him to pray for me. You're, you're bound to get healed. <laughs> I didn't even know what was wrong with her. She had her eyes closed. I walked by. I said, in the name of Jesus, whatever she needs, God, touch her right now in Jesus' name. I walked off. I get about 30 feet away. Hey! What? He's like, I'm healed. I said, of what? He's like, my eyes. Her eyes look normal. But what I didn't know was she was born with her eye her eye all the way in the corner of her eye socket, looking over here. 30 something years. And when I went, walked by and just touched her and said, In Jesus' name, apparently God moved her eyeball to the center of her eye socket. The church exploded. I didn't even know what happened. God can do anything. God can do anything. You've come too late to convince me. When you've seen the dead raised, when you've seen the cripple walk, when you see cancers fall off, then try to convince me that God is dead. God is not dead. He's alive with all power and all authority and all dominion. He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all. Ask or think. <laughs> Crazy stuff going on. Crazy miracles. People are being healed everywhere but those aren't the greatest miracles the greatest miracle is someone receiving the holy ghost because you can get healed physically and go straight to hell so how is that a better miracle than getting the holy ghost which gets you to heaven because while you were physically better and, and, and felt better on the earth, which is temporary, eternity is waiting in the balance. And I would rather be sick and never get healed and have the Holy Ghost and live forever in heaven perfectly whole than to be well now and go straight to hell and be in hell forever. It's bigger than you think. You will not stand before God on judgment day and say, I just wasn't ready. I just didn't believe it, but still let me into heaven. It won't happen. You know what the most tormenting thing about hell is going to be to people? They'll know why they went there. Services like this, when people say, I'm not doing it, I'm not going to pray about it, I'm not going to go for it. Those kind of services will replay automatically. 
Read Luke 16. The rich man knew exactly why he went to hell. He knew exactly why he went to hell. Because he kept turning down a beggar that needed food. And he kept being mean to him. And that's why he went to hell. And, and in hell, he knew exactly why he was there. The most tormenting thing about hell is knowing why you went there. And moments in your life when you resisted truth. When I've had a lady, I've, I've told this before, in this very state, defy me in a service. I said, you need to be baptized right now. And she openly defied me and told me she worshipped Satan. And got had such an evil spirit upon her. And three hours later, she died in her sleep. And you do not ever try to stand before God when you've resisted truth. It's one thing to not know about it. It's another thing to hear the truth and say, I'm not ready, or I don't believe that, or you cannot believe it. You're not denying me. You're not rejecting me. You're rejecting this word right here. I've given you the word of God. You need the Holy Ghost to be saved. You can get mad at me if you want to, but truly you're not mad at me. You're mad at truth. Truth is the greatest. Truth will set you free. Truth is not bondage. Truth is setting you free. Truth makes you free. There, listen to me. I promise you can have all the money in the world, have the nicest car, the nicest home. It will not matter on judgment day when you stand before God. Nothing will matter except for on a Sunday morning when you did not have the Holy Ghost. You came down to the altar. Did God fill you with his spirit? And you were changed forever. It's happening everywhere. Just two weeks ago in California, we were in a service, and there was, I was in a youth camp, and, and uh, I noticed on the opening night of the youth camp, there were several spirits, just all kind of just evil things going on. So I, I preached against those things, and then on the next night, I, I remember it was a, we, had a, we had a big group of kids there, and I thought, man, I bet you a lot of these kids need the Holy Ghost the way they're acting. They're just acting like they're like kind of new, like non-worshipping, not acting like they care. And I asked the pastors... And they said, yes, several kids need the Holy Ghost. And so there was another evangelist there, and he's a, he's a powerful evangelist. He's seen thousands get the Holy Ghost, more than I have. There's thousands and thousands and thousands. And he was, I was preaching the first night and the second night. He was preaching the third night and the fourth night. And so he must have picked up on it too because he walked over and said, hey, man, why don't you just preach something besides the Holy Ghost and let me preach it tomorrow? I said, oh, you think there's a harvest in here? He said, no, I'm just saying leave something for me. I said, nope, we're going to preach on the Holy Ghost right now. I didn't have direction, but I got it then. 82 kids received the gift of the Holy Ghost in less than 30 minutes that night. I'm, oh, that was way too cute, Palm Bay. Come on. 82 people received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Don't shout over the blind eye and sit there on the Holy Ghost. Don't go crazy over the eye being healed. The Holy Ghost is the greatest miracle. When, I, when I'm praying people to the Holy Ghost, the most awesome thing about that deal, when I pray people to the Holy Ghost, I tell them, I tell the people, when the people get the Holy Ghost that you're praying for, throw your thumb in the air and let me know. You know, that they, that one got it, that one got it. And you, we do it, we've done it here. There were so many kids getting the Holy Ghost. There wasn't enough kids praying for them. And they were, when they would get the Holy Ghost, they would throw their own thumb up. They were standing there, they were. That's 
the real deal right there. When you're like, no one's pray. That's why you know it's not a human thing. Nobody would even pray for them. And yet when God, they knew, I, that's not me, that's God. When God fills you with the Holy Ghost, you will know beyond the shadow of a doubt. That's not a human thing. That's a God thing coming inside. I may have told you, but if God could take a kid 10 years old a couple months ago, 10 years old, and the kid who had autism and could not sleep at night without being sedated every night of his life, and the little guy is forced to come to the altar by his parents, and he raised his little hands, and when they started praying, the little guy started feeling something. Before long, God fills him with the Holy Ghost, and he speaks in tongues, and he goes home that night and says, Mom, I'll put myself to bed. Couldn't dress himself. Got up the next morning and said, Mom, I'll dress myself. Thank you. It's been two months. He's perfectly normal. Because when he fills you, he fills you. And hell cannot stay in your body. If there's an attack of hell in your body, if it's a spirit, let me tell you, when God fills you with the Holy Ghost, that spirit has to go. Because greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. And God and the devil can't stay in the same house. You need the Holy Ghost. How do I get it? I'm glad you asked. Number one, you've got to repent of your sins. Before we even pray for the Holy Ghost today, pastor will lead us in a prayer of repentance and we'll all repent. And if you don't know how to pray, you just pray what he's praying. But pray it from your heart, not your head. In other words, mean what you say when you repent. Because repentance is huge when it comes to getting the Holy Ghost. If you're not sorry and don't want to turn away from all the, the junk you're doing, why would God move in and become a roommate with you and, and your addictions? It doesn't mean you're going to be perfect and you're not going to ever mess up. You will mess up. But you cannot get God without an initial signal that you're trying to turn away from this life to reach for his world. So repentance is turning away from sin. God, I'm sorry for what I've been doing wrong. I want to please you. And so guess what? He'll repent for him. And he'll lead us all, and I'll repent for me. And you repent for you. Because you can't repent for Josh Herring. You didn't do Josh Herring's sins. I have to repent for me. No matter, I can't repent for my own boy. They've got to repent when they get old. You have to repent for yourself. Okay? Number two, you have to want the Holy Ghost. If you do not want the Holy Ghost, you will not receive the Holy Ghost. If you do not desire the Holy Ghost, you will not receive it. In other words, if you really are dissatisfied knowing Jesus is out there somewhere and living your little comfortable life, you're not going to get the Holy Ghost. But if you want him inside of you, there's nothing in hell that can keep you from getting the Holy Ghost. Because there's nothing out there that can stop a child of God who wants God inside of them. Because that's what God wants. He wants to live inside of you. He didn't go back into heaven and send his spirit down for it to fall on the grass. It's to live inside of people. Number three, you have to have your mind focused on the Lord. When you're praying in a few moments, it doesn't matter who's beside you, 
who you came to church with, what they think about this. Let's grow up a little bit. Well, I would, I would go up there and pray, but I just, I don't know what. <clears throat> Did he die on a cross for you? Did she shed blood for your sins? If that's not, if they didn't do that, when it comes to getting a moment with God, would you just ignore whoever's around you because their opinion will not matter in eternity? What will matter is what did you do when the truth came to you? I love everybody in here, but if I did not have the Holy Ghost or was not baptized, there's not any of you that could keep me from the altar because it does not matter what you think of me when it comes to me and God. Nothing matters. And if my opinion or my fear of your opinion keeps me from going to the altar, then I value you above God. Therefore, you are now God in my life because I reject the king for your opinion. The problem is you won't be able to protect me from everything. You won't be able to heal my body when I'm sick or deliver me when I'm in trouble. You won't be able to come through when I need a miracle. You won't be able to do it. But there is someone that if I put him on the throne in my life, he can come through in every situation. And he will come through. I have been young and now am old and have not seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread, David said. So, you have to have your mind on God. You have to have faith that you're going to get the Holy Ghost. After we pray a prayer of repentance, I'll pray a prayer of faith. And basically what, what I'm doing is I'm taking all the faith I've got and I'm unleashing it on you. And, but the, it doesn't just work if it's my faith. My faith's got to connect with your faith. That God's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. If you come up here with no faith, well, I don't even know. I don't even know if I want it. That's not faith. Faith is I'm not leaving here without it. I'm getting the Holy Ghost. I don't care what it sounds like. I don't care if I get it in two seconds or 20 minutes or two minutes. I'm getting the Holy Ghost. I'm not, I'm not taking a chance of a car wreck or a heart attack or a terrible accident and going straight to hell forever. I want God to know. I want to know that God is inside of me. Faith works every time. And I have the faith for anybody that needs the Holy Ghost in here to get the Holy Ghost. Anyone that needs to be healed, I have faith for it, trust me. But I need you to have faith for you too. And here's the most important thing about getting the Holy Ghost. Everyone, if you don't get this one, you won't get anything else. To get the Holy Ghost, you have to worship God with your own mouth. You cannot get the Holy Ghost and receive the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God coming out of your mouth, if you refuse to worship and speak with your mouth. I've told you before several times, but if God can fill a man in Georgia at 34 years old with the Holy Ghost who was born without a tongue, and he spoke with tongues somehow in front of everyone when he opened his mouth just trying to make sound, these, twong, these tongues and words started coming out of his mouth that he had never said in his whole life, couldn't say, didn't have a tongue. God said in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. In other words, if you are a human being, you are a candidate to get the Holy Ghost, but you're not going to get it not worshiping him. And let me just tell you, let me just tell you, help you with it. This is, let me tell you what not worshiping is. You're staring at the ceiling. You're trying to look spiritual, but you're, we know. 
That's not worship, okay? If you think your prayers, that's awesome. But you can't think yourself to speaking in tongues. You've got to speak it out. Not worship is also this. Oh, God, I'm not worthy. I don't deserve it. Please give it to me. Please give me the Holy Ghost. I, I don't deserve it. You're not worshiping. You're talking about how bad you are. You're condemning yourself. You're begging. It's the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's free. If Pastor Myers has a gift for me, I don't come to him when he says, I've got a gift for you, and say, oh, please, I'm not des- I don't deserve it. I'm not worthy. I, I just don't, I'm not worthy. I'm a terrible person. He's going, we're not talking about you and what you are. It's a gift. Here. Don't be weird, Josh. <laughs> oh, I'm not worthy. Yeah, you're not worthy. I'm not- no one in here is worthy. That's the most awesome thing about mercy and grace. We're not worthy of it. But it doesn't mean you reject it when it's trying to be handed to you. Mercy is unfailing. It's measureless. But you don't push it away when it's trying to come to you. You open yourself up to it and thank him for it. I thank you for the Holy Ghost. So the greatest thing you can say when you start to praise God and worship God for the Holy Ghost is the word hallelujah it's the highest praise you can give God it means I give you everything so when you the Bible says he dwells in the praises of Israel or his people so when you start praising God and worshiping him he moves among you and he pours out his spirit and so in a few moments when we're praying for the Holy Ghost and I pray the prayer of faith after we repent I'll say here will be your key to start praying for the Holy Ghost I'll say shout hallelujah And when you start to shout hallelujah, some of you, that will be the last thing you say in English or in Spanish. It will be the last thing you say. Because as soon as you say hallelujah, boom, God is going to fill you with his spirit. And you will speak with other tongues. Some of you might be a minute or two or a few minutes. Hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you're worshiping God. And you're letting him know I love him. And I need you. And I thank you for everything. And guess what? Sooner or later, those words will be coming to you that don't make any sense. And, the, and your human, your flesh will be like, oh, I don't know if I should say that. Listen to me. When those words are coming, building up, hallelujah has served its purpose. I love you, Jesus has served its purpose. Now let the river flow. Let the Spirit speak through you. And receive the greatest miracle you'll ever receive in your life today. Let's stand right now. The most amazing thing about the Holy Ghost, besides that it's, besides the fact that it's, I mean, it's, it gives you joy unspeakable, it gives you peace, it conquers depression, any spirits that come against you, Holy Ghost inside you, God's inside of you now, boom. Hell can't fight what God is living in. And then it's stronger than the addictions you've been bound by. Cigarettes, alcohol, drugs, pornography, perversion, those things can't fight the Holy Ghost. God is greater than everything the world has for you. There's still no high like the Most High God. There's still no drink that can quench the thirst the Holy Ghost can give. Nothing in this world is as powerful as receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. Are you ready right now for God to pour out His Spirit 
in this place. I need your help. I need everybody in here to turn to your neighbor, all four neighbors, and ask them, have you received the Holy Ghost yet? Have you received the Holy Ghost yet? Now answer the question. If they said no, tell them today's the day. They said yes, and you think they're lying. If, you, if they said yes, and you know they're lying. Dude, I live with you. You do not have the Holy Ghost. You didn't have it this morning, that's for sure. <laughs> Just exposed the car ride on the way to church. <laughs> you got it a long time ago. It's been a long time, and you've been away from God. You need the Holy Ghost again today. You need it again today in this place to change your... It's the summer harvest. Let's have a harvest right now. It's time to let God inside of you. It's time to let God fill you with His Spirit. Here's what we're going to do in a moment. We're going to come to the front. Well, I don't like to do that. Well, you probably won't enjoy heaven then. <laughs> heaven is not a graveyard where you sit still. So if we're able, we're going to come to the front in a moment. And the pastor's going to pray a prayer of repentance, and we're all going to repent with all, all of our heart. I'm going to repent all of my heart. And then after he's done, and the sin's out of the way, we'll pray the prayer of faith. And there are people that are beside you, around you, that will pray with you. And God's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. And you're never going to be the same again when God gives you the Holy Ghost. And it's going to be the most wonderful moment of your life. Can I get a witness of anybody that's got the Holy Ghost that we're... It's for everyone. It's not, it did not say in the last days I will pour out the Holy Ghost on all the Pentecostals. I'll pour it on all flesh. I don't care what your religious background is, you need the Holy Ghost and you should want the Holy Ghost because he wants to give you himself. I just don't want to stand before God and say, I didn't want you living in me down there, but let me live up here now. I don't think it's going to go well. I need him inside me every day. I need the, I, I don't, maybe you're more spiritual. You probably are way more spiritual than me. But I need the Holy Ghost every day. I, I like to pray through every day. Because when I know God fills me every day, it, it, it's almost like this. If I pray, and I pray okay, I feel good about myself. Okay, I prayed, I prayed good. But when I pray through and speak in tongues, I know he's letting me know. I'm with you. I'm in you still. I'm in you still. Because his opinion matters far more to me than my opinion does of myself. And don't let pride get in the way where your opinion of you is more valuable to you than God's opinion of you. All right? This is what we're going to do. We're all going to come to the front in a moment. We're going to pray together and repent. And prayer of faith is going to fall. We're going to get the Holy Ghost. So, do me a favor. Grab your neighbor by the hand and say, come on, you heard the preacher. You know what he said. Let's go to the front right now. Come on, let's come down to the front right now. If you hang out in the back... I'm coming to talk to you. Because you kind of stand out when you don't, you know. And if you've got the Holy Ghost, come forward. I need you to help me pray with people. Come on. If you're physically going through something, I understand. But if I come back and talk to you, don't make up a sickness. Come on. The altar is far more powerful than the pew ever has been.
The altar's far more powerful than the pew ever has been. Come on. Awesome. Make plenty of room. Get close as you can. People are coming behind you down the aisle like a stampede. Praise God. If you go to this church, please help us. Please move. Please show unity. The Bible says they were all of one accord in one place. We can be in one place and not be in one accord. If we've got 75% of the people believing it and 25% criticizing, watching, we're not in unity. Unity is everyone believes it, whether you have it or not. If I have it, I'm believing for those that need it. If I don't have it, I'm believing I'm going to get it. That's unity right there. We're one mind and one accord. I want you to bow your head. I'm going to pray a simple prayer of repentance. You can, you can repeat after me or you can use your own words, but let's ask God to forgive us of every sin. Jesus, I believe your word. I thank you for your word. And I believe what your word says, that if I would repent of my sins, and ask you to forgive me that you would hear my cry and that you would cleanse me and that you would forgive me and that you would fill me with your spirit now Jesus I'm asking you to forgive me of every sin every thought every deed that has been displeasing to you cleanse me right now in the name of Jesus Forgive me, Lord, of every thought and every action and every sin that's not right. I'm asking you, Lord, according to your word, wash me as white as snow. Give me a new start today, God. In the name of Jesus, I believe you've heard my cry. I believe you've forgiven me of every sin. And I thank you for it, Lord. I am free by the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. God forgives you of sins. You have no right to hold it over your own head. So that's why we thank him for what he's done. Because we're not going to let our heart condemn us. We're going to let God be the judge of it and thank him for what he's done. If you go to this church, you're an altar worker. No matter what your age is, you're an altar worker. You've got the Holy Ghost. Someone around you is going to need the Holy Ghost in a moment. When you pray with them in a moment, I'm going to pray the prayer of faith. And we're all going to raise our hands and raise our heads. It's kind of part of that focus part I talked about. Repenting, desiring, focus, faith, and worship. Focus on when you, here's the greatest way to focus on God. You raise your head in your hands so you're not worried about anybody around you. Look around. If I'm, look, if I'm doing this, I'm not worried about who's praying for me, who's around me. Okay? The people are going to raise their hands and raise their heads, and we're going to lay hands on them and pray. And as soon as the one you're praying with starts speaking in tongues, because you're listening, you're not getting your breakthrough, you're listening. And as soon as they start speaking in tongues, you're going to throw your thumb in the air and let us know. And God's filling another one. 
with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And heaven's going to get bigger today. And hell's going to get smaller. More mansions will be built today in heaven. And hell will decrease. He shall up. Jesus, let heaven increase. And let hell decrease. Let heaven increase. And let hell decrease. Let heaven increase. And let hell decrease. Altar workers, get ready. People of the church, get ready to look around you. Get ready to lay hands on somebody. Every hand raised. Every head up. By the authority of the Word of God and by the power of the name of Jesus, receive ye the Holy Ghost. Everybody shout hallelujah. Begin to pray in the name of Jesus. Begin to pray in the name of Jesus. Receive the Holy Ghost. Receive the Holy Ghost. Receive the Holy Ghost. Receive the Holy Ghost. Brother Derek, number one, just got the Holy Ghost right there. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of the Lord. Right there. Yes. Yes. Receive the Holy Ghost. Receive the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes. Yes. Receive the Holy Ghost. Receive the Holy Ghost. Receive the Holy Ghost. Now. In Jesus' name. Right here. Number two. Just receive the Holy Ghost. Now, 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 let that tongue go. Number three, just receive the Holy Ghost. Lay your hands on them. Give me more monitor, guys. Give me more monitor. Number three, just receive the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Number four, Brother Richie, just receive the Holy Ghost. Right here, in Jesus' name. Right now, stop on her. There we go. Number five, just got the Holy Ghost right here. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Jesus, now, there you go, man, there you go, there you go. That's another one, hallelujah. Pray with somebody. We had five. Get the Holy Ghost. I know there's more. I don't know who needs it. I need you to help me lay hands on people, Paul Bay. Ask somebody. You need the Holy Ghost. Pray for them. In Jesus' name. Holy Ghost, fall upon her, right? name now there we go another one right here another one right here that's it let it go again that's the Holy Ghost there you go another one right here let's receive the Holy Ghost several right here receive the Holy Ghost these three all receive the Holy Ghost right here I need some of the cards hallelujah I don't know who's up here hallelujah in Jesus name several receive the Holy Ghost right here buddy get it in Jesus name in Jesus name let that tongue go there you go there you go, buddy. That's another one right here. Another one right there. Right now in Jesus' name. There you go. Let it, 
Yes. 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 Another one right here. Another one. That's it, buddy. There you go. That's one right here. Get the Holy Ghost. That's number seven or eight right there. Hallelujah. 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 Who's next? Lay your hands on someone. Receive the Holy Ghost. God will give it to you, but you got to go after it. You got to be worshiping from your mouth. Don't look around laughing at people. If you're going to do that, get out. In the name of Jesus, we need people praying in faith. In faith in Jesus' name. In faith in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Another one that's got the Holy Ghost right here. Hallelujah. 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 Who's next? Who's next? In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now. There you go. Now. Receive the Holy Ghost. There you go. There you go. In the name of the Lord. Receive the Holy Ghost. Right? There you go. Now. In Jesus' name. There you go. Let that tongue go. Let that tongue go. There you go. That's the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name. Every attack on her, stop now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. Receive the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. 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 Now. Now go. Go. There you go. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. There you go. That's the Holy Ghost. That's the Holy Ghost right there. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. She heard it herself. That's another one right here. She's got it. More is going to keep coming. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Another one is received. Every walk. My spirit upon all flesh in the last days saith God there you go in the last days there you go there you go in, yeah, that's the that's it let that there you go another one right here that's it in Jesus name in Jesus name another one received the Holy Ghost he got it also
Hallelujah. 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 Several have received the Holy Ghost. Several have received the Holy Ghost. Several have received the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost take over right now. coming right there here it comes again now in Jesus there you go there we go another one right here another one right here let that go that's the Holy Ghost Jesus now consume her like a fire in the name of Jesus yes yes in the last days saith God I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh hallelujah come on in Jesus name 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 She's got it right there. Right now, in Jesus' name, here we go. 